What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to the Pinelli Podcast, episode two. We made it. I am your host, Peyton Nelson, aka Pinelli, and we have a great podcast for you guys today. I'm having my good friend Colin Cairo on today. He does uh, sports car. He's been doing sports car collecting all his life, and he's also doing voiceovers for some places, you know, because he's got a great voice. So we're going to sit down, talk about the sports car market, talk about what he's doing with the whole voiceover stuff, and also talk about the Wolves. And while we're on the topic of the Wolves, we I actually had the opportunity to sit down and have an interview with uh, Timberwolves superfan Jordan Dye, at least I like to call him the Timberwolves superfan because he's at every game. He's sitting courtside. Um, you guys have probably seen him. He's got buzz hair like me, except he's got like it's blue and sometimes it's green. He goes and gets it done. Super cool guy. We kind of talked about the Wolves a little bit, talked about his journey and kind of becoming the Wolves superfan and also talked about his um, clothing brand, Lamb Chop Clothing. Talk, like I said, about the Wolves sports card journey and all that good stuff coming up here next. Appreciate you guys tuning in, and I want to cue the theme music and the intro that I am going to get done tomorrow, so cue the theme song. I'm here with a very special guest, Minnesota Timberwolves super fan, Jordan Jai. Jordan, how are you feeling on a night like tonight? Feeling good. Feels good to be back. We had a lot of games, and now it's had a little break. Now finally back. So, feels so good. I gotta ask, how long have you been a Timberwolves fan for? Man, since '94, '95, when I was I was three or four years old. So, who's your all-time favorite Timberwolf? Kevin Garnett, for sure. Okay, for sure. For, for sure. sure. And so I see, you know, you go to a lot of games. You got a lot of Wolves swag. Like, what's your favorite piece of Wolves, like, item that you have? Man, I love the the KG era tree jerseys. Those are definitely my favorites. The white, the white, black, blue, all of them. Like, I love all those. That's sweet, man. I've seen you wear it around. And I got to ask another thing, too, is your hair. It's awesome. What's the story behind the hair? Ah, man, honestly, I don't know. Just... I've been dying it for probably seven or eight years now, but just just cut it off again before cut, I had it had long hair last season and uh, cut it off before the season and loved loved the Bulls growing up. So Dennis Rodman yep. took okay. it, got some inspo from that. So so how long does something like that take to like? You know, usually, it's usually like about two and a half three hours for okay. the for the dye job. Okay, cool, cool. And then you're also the owner of uh, Lamb Chop Clothing. Yep. And I see a couple Timberwolves players, like, you know, rocking it here and there. And so I just wanted to kind of ask, like, like what is what is Lamb Chops? Like, tell everyone what it is and where they can, like, uh, where they can purchase something sure. if they want. For sure. So the the website's SG Lamb Chops and, and Instagram, uh, SGLambChops.com. Um, yeah, so it's basically, it's a kind of streetwear um, clothing line. Do a lot of, like, sweatsuits, shorts, hats, um... The main main symbols uh, or logo is like a butcher knife, so it symbolizes the butcher cutting the bad parts out of the meat to make the best ver- or cut of meat, okay. cutting the bad parts out of your life to make the best version okay. of you. So, I like that. I so like yeah. that. How long have you been doing that for? Uh, ten years now. So really? Yep. Okay. Yep. Just just awesome. came up on ten years. So nice, nice. And what kind of what players on the Wolves do you know that are like rocking it? Um, Jordan McLaughlin. Awesome. Um, Jalen Noel a little bit. Um, Josh Minot. Those guys, those guys are kind of the main main ones that have been kind of rocking with it. But 
That's cool. That's cool. And then last but not least, final question. What is your favorite out of all the games you've been to? What's one of your favorite, like, memorable moments? Just one, sure, give me one sure. of them. Give me one. I would say recent history, definitely the playing game against the yeah, Clippers. That was fun. Yep. Um, and then game seven against the, the uh, Wolves against the Kings. KG time uh, in the playoffs. Go to the Western Conference Finals. That was a while ago at this point. So it's, I don't like I don't remember it as well, you know as well. But that was definitely I remember it was just like the energy in here and going having the chance to go to the Western Conference Finals and KG just had a crazy game and so that one that was fun. That's awesome. Hey Jordan, I really appreciate your time and uh, I look forward to hopefully doing this again and hopefully later on in the season when we're making a big playoff run. Yes, so, yeah, yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much. You, I appreciate yeah, it. Thank you. Appreciate Jordan Dye, ladies and gentlemen. All right, well, we're live, kind of. We're, we're recording. Live. Yeah. Um, Colin, how's it going? How it's you going pretty good. Night, like, we're tonight? Uh, we're uh, trying to survive this snowstorm we're getting. Mm-hmm. I think I mentioned that in the, the intro. I don't know, I already forgot. <laughs> the intro took a couple takes. I don't know if you heard me in the other room, China. Mm-mm. Trying to, no, I didn't trying to do it. it. Took me a couple of takes. Still, still getting used to being on camera and all yeah. that stuff. No, it takes, it takes uh, time. You learn through it. You learn through mm-hmm. experience. Even myself, you know, um, us helping out with Johnny Benny Media, doing the news and doing mm-hmm. everything. Like I realized, I need practice talking in front of the camera. Yeah. And like my my booth thing I've got going on. We can talk about that a little bit later on. But when I look at myself, like if I have my phone propped here, yep. you know. And I look at myself, and it's it's kind of discouraging in a way. It's mm-hmm. tough. It's a tough, it is tough. It's a tough skill that you got to learn, um, but it's one of those things where you just have to keep doing it and keep mm-hmm. practicing, and and eventually you'll get it down. But yeah. I'm far from it. You're way, like I said, you're way farther <laughs> ahead of it than I am. But I'm I'm way far behind on it. I need to I need to practice more on it. So. And I'm not a pro by any means, but podcasting is a lot harder than it actually is, as we're yeah. learning right now. Yeah, and, you know, true. as I've learned, because we've really learned them within the past. Me, probably, but. What? Hopefully this can hear me. But, oh, yeah. yeah. No, you're good. What we And what we've learned in the past year, because for those who don't know, we did that sports card podcast a long time ago. I mm-hmm. tried. I don't know if it's still up there. I, I tried to take it I down. Up, if I look at my name on Google. It shows up? It shows up after okay. a couple, couple things or a couple uh down Mm -hmm. and we were dropping some mad knowledge about the uh sports cards and stuff and then we just kind of got busy towards the end of the semester no it got super busy um and it was it was a lot of fun you Mm -hmm. know we uh yeah last semester we built up a pretty big following behind it which was pretty cool local like local within the sports card world yeah and it was a lot of fun um it definitely kept you a lot more engaged in sports Mm -hmm. cards too which i thought was fun yeah um because we'd go to the show all the time and we'd talk to people and people would listen to our podcasts and you know we would definitely be like oh like this is something we could be talking about like yep. did you notice this this is something we can kind of talk about and stuff like that so no, it was a lot of fun we got a lot of good experience from it I mean now we can I remember the first remember the first time we did it or first couple times we did it we tried so hard to get that microphone and yeah. be able to pick up the sound and, yeah and then the camera wasn't recording one time mm-hmm. and or probably a couple times, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. That. Yeah, that's one thing. You know, I didn't even start a timer right have to go off of this because I know that this camera, you kind of got to do something to it. It yeah, shuts off. Just, but Again, it's just part of that yeah, learning experience. Part of the learning experience. But, I mean, yeah. well, we're on to the topic of the cards, sports cards. You know, um, do you want to kind of just tell, you know, I know how you got into it. But, like, do you just kind of do a little rundown of just kind of when you got into it you know i can kind of chime in on when i got into it you mm-hmm. know because sure. it was a while after you because you got into it like when you were young i got it into it when i was really young um 
I started collecting like the WWE action figures because mm-hmm. I was really big into WWE. Um, and I remember in 2009, we were watching uh, one of the Vikings games on the t- one of the TVs out in the garages, and I saw Brett Favre play. And I saw him throw that touchdown to Greg Lewis in the back of the end zone against mm-hmm. the 49ers. Legendary. Legendary. And I, after that, I wanted a Brett Favre jersey. I got into football and um, all of a sudden started getting into the cards, too. And I was like, oh, these cards are cool. You know, we'd go to Dollar Tree, pick up a couple packs here and there, whatever, for a dollar. We'd see cards at Target. And then, like, if we went to a garage sale and there was yeah. cards, we'd pick them all up. And Nick and I, my brother, would we'd look through them all and we would just sit there for hours and just look through cards and you know it was cool having a card and looking up the price on on ebay or whatnot whatever we were looking up the prices on and um kind of kind of just got hooked in that way and i'd say probably about 2010 probably got into it that's when we really started getting into it and then kind of got out of it in high school because i decided i wanted to play football and pursue football Mm -hmm. and kind of other things so unfortunately sold sold uh Sold the collection a little early. Um, yeah. Kept one, though, my LeBron. I still have it, the auto, the big one. Um, still got that one, bought that one at the National in 2016. But um, after after I was done with, I don't know if it was after I was done with football in high school, but you started going to the show with yeah. Nick. Because Nick, yep. no, Nick went to the show by himself for a while because I was pretty much out of it. And you started going with Nick, and you're like, you should just start doing it again, just start doing it again. Mm-hmm. And I was like... Uh, you know, like whatever, like I'll oh, I'll start. I'll, yeah, I don't even know how I got back into it or whatever, but just kind of got back into it, and kind of the rest is history since then. I mean, now I'm kind of at the stage again where I'm kind of slowing down on it, just because everything in life is so busy yep. around us right now. Mm-hmm. Um, it's tough to it's tough to keep up on a lot of things, but also financially, it's a little tough. You know, it as, is. as oh my gosh, else, we're uh, we're college students. Yeah. Um, Senior. senior there's a difference you can, there's a college student but when you're a senior college yeah. student and, it's like and you're preparing we're in the last yeah. we're in the last semester here and we're we're winding down we got we got stuff coming up so mm-hmm. it's it's hard to it's hard to have that extra money which I've had previously before it's hard to have that extra money for for cards and mm-hmm. stuff you know um but it's cool because I'm selling some stuff kind of liquidating some stuff that I don't need or use or really want anymore all it does mm-hmm. is is sit and I, it's nice i'm i'm getting a little bit of money I, you know it it uh it gives you a little cushion which is yeah. nice it's nice as a college student to have a little cushion for sure mm-hmm. so yeah it's fun that's that's obviously like it's amazing to hear that you're you know being able to utilize you know those cards that you had invested in as a kid yep. essentially and yep. now you're utilizing it to pay rent yep. you know pay for your tuition yep. prepare you for you know i guess the outside the world step, yeah the much. next step yeah and, um, you know, that's something that, you know, I feel like not many people can say they've done. No, not You know, at all. I'm doing it on a very way smaller scale. I, mm-hmm. you know, because I got into cards way later than you did. I'd never really kind of poured a lot. Not that you poured a lot of money into it. But, like, no. at the time, I never really did. I, I would get your guys' um, leftovers. <laughs> you know, I remember yeah. sitting in the basement. I'm like, you're like, here, have this, have this. I'd go to the show, do what I can. And eventually... Mm-hmm. Kind of worked my way up, and then we went to the most recent national card show, and I got, you know, lucky at the casino. Yeah, um, that was nice. I, that was fun. Twenty five dollar free slot play. Put it in a machine, pulled the lever, and then 
$400 later, $460 later, I had some extra yeah. coin and I went to the, the card show the next day and spent it on some Devin Booker, Devin mm-hmm. Booker autos. And now I'm trying to sell my stuff, trying to get some better podcast equipment, yeah. you know, whatever. And, yeah, for sure. it's, and a, it's cool because you're, you're taking that money that you used for kind of investment purposes, mm-hmm. liquidating that and using it to buy real tangible objects mm-hmm. like podcast equipment, you know, like uh, gasoline, food, like yep. this is stuff that you can, obviously the podcast is used, but stuff that you use and need too, which mm-hmm. is very cool. Yep. And I, and I always tell everyone too, you know, cause I was telling people at the card show cause last weekend was our first card show. Yeah. And whew, I mean, since around Christmas time, which yeah, that one, I don't even count that one cause it, was, it wasn't a good one, but yeah. I, you know, I'm telling everyone, yeah, I'm trying to sell most of my stuff, which, you know, I, I was able to sell you know, a lot of little things. And I, I'm not done by any means, you know, I, I don't know about you. I'm not done by any means. I'm no, not going to be able to make sure. it to every show, but sure. it's still something I like to do because regardless if you go and you make good trades or you make money, you know, whatever, it's still something fun to do, especially here in a state where you, you know, there's not a lot to do in the winter. And so I think yeah. it's, it's, that's why I've always liked cards is it's always given us something to do. We've met a lot of cool people and, you know, you've, like like I said, you've you're you're selling your stuff, and you know you bought that LeBron auto at age was it seventeen or sixteen? Yep, it was okay. the uh, the national out in Atlantic City, New Jersey, and we drove out there. Um, I think we stayed the night, whatever. Went to the show the next day, all day. Um, but no, it was pretty interesting. I think I walked in to that national with like maybe about a thousand bucks in my pocket which as yep. a 16 year old that's Dude, a lot that's, of money and i you walked know? into the last national with about that amount and i was like oh my god no, i can't I believe 16, i have this much I was, to spend on cars i just got my license i was working at i worked all summer at five dollar pizza and i was mm, mowing lawns still days. so I'm, yep. i was saving up every dime i had for that mm-hmm. national and uh bought a couple things whatever but then i remember i think nick i think that was your nick got a jordan auto and i'm like I, I want a Jordan auto, but I want a LeBron auto. Mm-hmm. So I was looking around for one, and I passed up on a dual LeBron Jordan auto uh, on card number to 50, I remember, for 700 bucks. Ooh. That's like a $40,000 card. Mm. No, I passed up on that. That's all right. Um, because I was like, I want just LeBron. You know, he's, first, I was like, he's he's the best of our generation. Like, I think it'd be cool to have one. Mm-hmm. So I ended up spending $800 on a rookie auto, and that's one I still obviously have, but um it was pretty interesting uh dealing with the guy because he had a a stack of like five or six of them sitting out Mm -hmm. and he's on his phone and he you know i'm I'm a little 16 year old kid hey like how much you want on lebron i think he might have had nine i said would you take eight on it oh yeah you know he's on his phone oh yeah you know whatever like basically just handed him the money took the card didn't even say thank you whatever he he went his way i went my way whatever and I don't know, the rest is history, you know, so mm-hmm. it was pretty cool um, hanging on to that card, too, because you watch it increase in value over time. So mm-hmm. I remember I remember when I bought it, it was I bought it for 800. It went up to I think like the like two summers later, it went up to like two grand or something. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, that's pretty cool, whatever. And then I remember in like 2019 ish, it was like it all of a sudden it just went up to like five grand. And I remember someone sell for eight grand. I'm like, oh, it's pretty cool. Like, I'm just still gonna keep hang on to it or whatever. And then when the um, the card market boomed in 2020, which mm-hmm. was a very fun time in cards, that was it a was very going fun for time. about they were comping at like 25 to 30 grand, which mm-hmm. I probably should have sold it at that time. But I'm like, I'm I'm hanging on to it. Like, 
you know, all of us had the card bug. We were itching for yeah. cards. Oh, my we, gosh. We had a perfect know. storm of rookie classes in yeah. all sports to, like... No, but we had, um, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. I should have sold it then, but I didn't sell it. And, I I mean, I, like I said, I'm liquidating a lot of my stuff now. And, and if I am to... I'm still not decided. I'd like to sell it because, like I said, you know, we're college students. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of preparing for the next step in life, but... I don't know. I don't know if I can sell it. You know, Nick told me not to sell. He's mm-hmm. like, it's going to be worth hundred grand someday. And I'm like, oh, I don't know, man. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, even from 800 to 15 grand is, is, is quite a bit of money. Yeah. So um, that's what I was going to say. So you bought it for 800. You, that was your initial investment. And now if you had to like take a hard guess, what would you say it's like totally worth now? Like what's, if you, were to put it on eBay right now, like what would it be worth? I don't know. Well, the thing is, I don't know if I'd put it on eBay. I would try to sell it outside of eBay mm-hmm. with a consignment or like a private deal. Yeah. I'm thinking it's, I think I can get somewhere in that 15 to 20 range. Mm-hmm. Obviously I'm going to ask at the 20 and then, yeah. and then see what happens. Um, and, and at the, I don't even know if I would sell it for 15 because it's still, it's my, like, it's my pride and joy. Like mm-hmm. every other card I have, like I have some valuable stuff. I've sold some valuable stuff, but it just I don't have that emotional attachment to yep. it like I do that auto because I've had it since I was a sixteen year old because I remember the drive out there I just mm-hmm. got my license we drove twenty six hours to Atlantic City from Minnesota <laughs> just got my license my dad's sleeping in the back Nick's sleeping up front it's two a.m. going through Pennsylvania and rocks are falling Ooh. semis are you know flying past you going eighty ninety and I'm sitting there like I I just started driving a couple months ago wow like, that's a lot of trust yeah, like and then um. Then I remember Atlanta, staying in Atlantic City the first time, stayed in a very rundown. It must have been like a motel eight or something. Mm-hmm. We got the crack house on the other side of the yep. street, and um, the board, seeing the boardwalk for the first time, kind of experiencing that. Like all those memories go along with mm-hmm. that card too. So I think that's why it's that's why I think it's so sentimental to me. Mm-hmm. So, but it's yeah. fun. I enjoy you know cards and stuff. You know, they come and go, but that card is is something I yeah. I kind of hold near and dear. Yeah, well, I mean, who knows? Maybe you sell it and you end up buying it later on down the road when uh, yeah. when uh, Colin in the booth takes off. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> once I once I can afford eight or ten of them, hopefully someday mm-hmm. down the road. But I don't know. I think I'm thinking about it now. I'm I'm kind of on the fence about it. I still got to mm-hmm. do I still got to do a little more thinking on it. But yeah. I've been so busy with everything else lately that I haven't had time to think much on it. So you know, it'd be interesting if you were to maybe kind of ask around or dm some of the bigger you know the more well-known people in the card community because Mm -hmm. they would potentially be interested maybe even someone like a gary v who you know i I don't know where he stands now with the sports cards but i know Mm -hmm. back in the day you know i always say we saw his sports card like addiction start when Mm -hmm. we were at the was it the 2019 national i believe in chicago yeah and we were sitting there and this was right when he had gotten into it, correct? Or, like, publicly said he got into it. Yeah. And we yep. were standing there looking at some random person's, like, case with just, like, it was a ton of, like, crazy stuff in there, Jordan Autos, whatever. Mm-hmm. And he came up next to us. I didn't know who he was at the time. You said you had kind of knew who he was. Mm-hmm. And um, he stood there, and then he set his bag down, pulled, wasn't he pulled out, like, a wads of cash, just mm-hmm. ready to buy. Yep. And he... Um, and then all of a sudden, the whole crowd came over and we're looking at him, taking pictures of him and stuff and like that. And then like you and I dipped because we were like, there's too many people over by us, you know. Well, he, he was standing next to us right mm-hmm. away for a little while, like yep. negotiating on a couple of LeBron or Jordan rookies. Mm-hmm. One person came up and then another and then another. And you and I are like, what, 
Like, yeah. what the fuck's going on? <laughs> you know? Yeah. And then and then we're like, no, oh, this ain't even worth it. Like, let's mm-hmm. just kind of get out of here. Whatever. Yeah. And all of a sudden, next thing you know, there's like 10 people surrounding him. You know, a couple people had their phones out, but that was before the, the card influencer, kind of card influencer yeah. uh, uh, um, kind of movement a little bit. But Yeah. But Gary V, yeah, we were uh, we were there to see the start of it, you mm-hmm. know, which is pretty interesting. He's kind of the, he was kind of the one of the main reasons why the sports card market kind of exploded like that. Because mm-hmm. I remember him posting the picture of the LeBron Topps Chrome PSA ten on his story and say or Twitter and being like, "I'm buying these at fifteen hundred dollars a pop. You could go to the national and you could buy one for thirteen and sell it to him for fifteen. Then all of a sudden he's like, "Yep, still buying them for fifteen. Then wow. also they went up to like seventeen hundred dollars, and all of a sudden, boom! Something happened. I think it was. I think COVID probably happened. People were sitting at home, and then, you know, obviously Gary Vee got into it. A couple other kind of like influencers mm-hmm. or kind of speakers or um, kind of got into it more too. And the next thing you know, those LeBron PSA tens are up to like thirty grand, and I'm like, the Luca stuff was was the stuff it. that I wish yeah. I had at that time. His stuff was like if you had anything of yeah. his rookie. Remember the, remember the prison gold. base cards. Remember, I, Man. remember when I bought the one prison base mm-hmm. from you for? The one I think that was it was like, yeah, oh yeah, damn, ten mm-hmm. bucks. I gave ten you a, bucks. I gave you a ten dollar bill and mm-hmm. you went and bought McNuggets. Yeah. <laughs> well, I didn't know who Luca was. You know, we. I had no clue who Luca was at yep. the time because I'm. I you know I'm. I keep up with sports. You know, I I do this whole thing, but like I don't like my life isn't devoted to it. You know, yeah. it's. It's mainly the wolves for myself, and yeah. and then like you know a little bit of UFC, and then like keep up with everything else. And the Suns, I do love mm-hmm. the Suns. I keep up with that a little bit, but yeah, yeah no, I I had no clue who Luca was, and you know <laughs> and I was I was bringing that time. card. I don't know. I was supposed to bring it to your dad's at some point. Threw it in the the Puma backpack, mm. and then I have was going on a party bus. Um, I think it was in the fall. It must have been in the fall. I don't know. And went on a party bus with it. Still didn't get damaged. Didn't even realize Made it, it until, the until the next day. I was like, oh, shoot. Wow. Uh, <laughs> the Luca card yeah. uh, is the Luca card that was, you know, worth going to be worth a lot of money was sitting in my backpack. And mm-hmm. now I don't even know if you have it. You don't have it anymore, do you? <laughs> no, I don't know. I have a PSA 9 that I just mm-hmm. got back from the sub. That oh, lasted yeah. two years, but well, yeah. that's a that's a story for another day. Yeah, that's a, you know? that's an ongoing yeah. story for another day. Still going on, and he got back to me today, and I don't know. And we'll figure it out. Mm-hmm. But we'll yeah. get figured out. It um, but it's fun. the The card journey has been a lot of fun. Um, it's been really good to me. Um, so to me, it's really to it's really taught me how to save my money because yep. growing up, I never spent money on really anything unless I had to. I, I would take the money I got and spend it on, on cards because that's yeah. what got me excited. Like, I mm-hmm. look forward to every Saturday we went to a show, whether it was Tom's show in Arden Hill or mm-hmm. Hills, Hills or Pal's show in um, Andover or the Bloomington show once a month. Mm-hmm. Every weekend we would have a card show. So I would save my money for that. You know, mow lawns, get mow a couple lawns, get 20 bucks. And then if I was working at $5 pizza, you know, I'd take my paycheck or whatever and go spend it at the card show. So yeah. it was a lot of fun, taught me a lot of. A lot of valuable uh, knowledge about um, my fan finances, but it also taught me to negotiate. Mm-hmm. You know, that's I hate, a big part. I hate going somewhere and, and like if I'm buying something, I always always ask if they can go lower. Mm-hmm. You know, retail is a little tough, obviously, but if I'm buying from someone or something, I'm always get, you know. I was told once, only a fool pays full price. Yeah. So, I kind of I kind of um, 
I'm not frugal with my money, but I kind of mm-hmm. live by that because a lot of times people can yeah. kind of go down. So it's taught me a lot, taught me a lot about um, talking to people, business, um, just kind of the art of the deal, kind of small talk too, mm-hmm. but also when it's time to get down to business, how to kind of yeah kind of segue into that. it. Yeah. So yeah, no, that's it's been really good. The sports cards have they're they're fun. They're I think they're good to get into. I think now is probably. A, I think it's kind of revamping back up a little bit, maybe mm-hmm. just because I, you know, from what we saw at the last card show, there was a ton of people, yeah. and I mean it is mid January or February, so like you know maybe people just want something to do, but yeah. it's it it seemed to be doing pretty well. There was and, a lot of people there all day. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of people. I think there's um there's more. I think I think it's. I'm trying to think of the best words to say. Like, it's not uncovered yet. I think 2020 was like a, a hint, but... Mm-hmm. Um, you think there's more ahead? I think, yeah. I think there's more ahead if, if the right people get into it. Because it's like sneakers. That's true. And um, I, I that's the way I kind of look at it. It's like sports gambling has gotten so mm-hmm. huge. But like, this is a tangible, like, almost, almost like a player stock mm-hmm. in a way. Yeah. You know? And, you know, obviously the stock market's been big and whatever, but... Sports gambling is huge, and people. Mm-hmm. Would you rather bet a hundred dollars on this game? You either win money or you lose money right away, or would you rather have this card where it could possibly appreciate in value over time? Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. I think it's 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 a good thing to get into. It teaches a lot. Um, but like I said, I'm I'm not on my way out of it. I definitely am gonna continue to do it for for fun and and hanging out because mm-hmm. we have. We've built relationships with dealers yeah. throughout the years, mm-hmm. so we go down there, and even it's to give, even if it's to give Dan a, a, a Arby's meal, yep. you know, like mm-hmm. it's fun. It's, it's, it's worth it, man. It's yep. it's fun to go check up and go see what Aaron's up to, and mm-hmm. go say hi to Dave and Travis and B and E and oh yeah, dude! Them, Shout out know. to all the dealers; they're real ones, man. Yeah. They're fun. Shout out to the dealers. They, they make the shows. They make the shows what they are mm-hmm. fun and everything. No, it's always it's always a good time. So it's a lot of fun though. But yeah, you know, another thing I kind of wanted to to talk about is what we do, you know, at the Timberwolves games. I know locally here at St. John's, a lot of people ask, you know, they're curious about how we're going down there, you know, how we're getting these media passes, what we're doing and stuff. People even ask me about it and I'm mm -hmm. like, well, I don't know. It's how much time do you have? You know, I could tell you all about it. Um, <laughs> yeah, people even ask me about it. So, mm-hmm. well, we're just—I just think we're the best way I put it. I always tell people is we're just trying to make it happen. I mean, yeah. you know, we're in a, a unique situation. Like I talked about in the last podcast, is like, you know, I have—I'm fortunate to have my dad who gets the media passes, and then now, you know, we're both old enough, and you know, you're on—you're on board with Ten Thousand Takes yep. Radio and TV show now, so. Mm-hmm. You know, we're we're doing work for them, but then like we're just kind of we're we're just we're trying to make we're down there trying to make connections. You know, we started yeah. putting up kind of kind of content, and you know, yeah. you're a big help. We well, we he inter- or he, Colin was the one who held the uh, camera for the Jordan Die interview yep. that was played earlier. Good interview. He's mm-hmm. a good guy. Yeah, he's. I enjoyed he's, talking. To yeah, him. We'll, to, we'll talk to him again when we mm-hmm. go down there. Yeah, maybe even get him on the podcast because I know that cool. he's. He's probably got tons of stories to tell about Timberwolves games and, mm-hmm. you know, sitting next to sitting three rows or three seats down from John Morant's dad. Well, uh, Craig Hatsbeard and glasses is his yeah. uh, username. Um, that's how that's why I kind of like to call him. I don't know. Sure. But uh, he was wearing the Shannon Sharp jersey. And then, you know, Jaw's dad was, you know, a few seats down away from him and Jordan. Die, and yep, like and that Jordan was I like, was chirping. Yeah. At the game, too. Which it was, was like funny. 
what, like, that was, like, a couple weeks after that incident, too? Uh, It was about a week and a half, two weeks, I think, right after, or after Shannon Sharp and um, Jaws' dad got into Mm -hmm. it a little bit, got into a little bit, it's, you know. Yeah. They messed up and stuff, but there's no other feelings, but. No, the Timberwolves games are fun. They're, they're, uh. They're very fun to go down to because you kind of you feel the excitement down there. Man, you know, you yeah. feel the energy right when you, right when you get your bags checked, you walk back there and you know you see some mm-hmm. of the people that we know back there. They're kind of running around yep. a little bit. Then you know you go in and, and get a drink or maybe get the meal or whatever. But then you, you head out to the through the tunnel into the to the actual arena mm-hmm. by the court there, and you can just feel the energy. You know yep. people are running around a band's going or something yep. or there's, there's dance team going or players are running around warming up and you just you feel that excitement mm-hmm. you know and then and that's the, even before fans come yeah because we get there pretty early because you know we're always looking for stuff content mm-hmm. you know players just warming up i kind of started filming a lot of the you know players doing their little plyometrics before their yeah. games posting those you know they i like to just at least help out couple players you know mm-hmm. if if they're looking for a good warm-up but yep. and it's just like the music starts playing and then like the fans do get in there and they all wait for autographs and one thing about the wolves players i've noticed is they always sign they mm-hmm. always sign like they're coming in they're coming in for, uh, from warming up you know like they're kind of locked in and like yeah. i've seen Ant, i've seen jade mcdaniels cat for sure cat a lot, yeah. i've tp and nasri honestly all of them but they no. they i they don't leave anyone empty-handed like yeah. they i saw one guy who was in the front grabbing stuff from the back for him to sign and he and j-mac signed every single one and you know i'm sure you get that with other teams but i don't know man i just think that the players understand that like the wolves fans Mm -hmm. are you know i don't think there's any fan base like the timberwolves Timberwolves do really have a good fan base Mm -hmm. um you know minnesota we're kind of an underrated hoop city like Mm -hmm. these timberwolves fans really get into it you know you see these um, everybody's decked out in the Timberwolves gear and people are yelling and screaming. Like, people are really into it. Yeah. And a lot of people really keep up with it, too. And I think Minnesota doesn't get the respect we deserve. No. But we are a basketball city. Mm-hmm. Um, but the fans really, really do get into it and they're, uh, they're great fans, too. Yeah. You know, they're, they're, that energy they give off, like I said, they, mm-hmm. it's, it's second to none. I haven't felt that at a game really. I mean, like, any other game really to be honest with you i think the timberwolves is is their fan base really create yeah. an exciting environment yes especially you know because they're so hungry I've, i'd say you know the wild fan base are up there because i've i've been fortunate to go to some wild yeah. playoff games and those are pretty intense but yeah the timberwolves fan base is great you know i'm even though we're media i'm a fan oh, obviously sure. um <laughs> you know i feel like i'm part of the team almost because i'm you know we cover the team for the most part and some of those players are not much older and even a little younger than we are. So it's like, you yeah. know, you kind of have that connection. You're really hoping, like, rooting for them to do well. Yeah. And the players are cool. You know, every interaction I've had with players, like, you know, I haven't had too many with the, with the Wolves players other than the, the post-game press conference I've asked, you know, players questions and they all get eye contact. They, they don't just sit there like this, you know, even after a loss. They have great eye contact. They address your question the best they can. You know, I've talked to, been fortunate to talk to Kat a little bit about sports cards. Hmm. Um, And I, you know, talked to Luca Garza a little bit just because at the time, you know, I know he was, he, he, or uh, a lot of my followers like Luca Garza uh, content. So I was just kind of asking him about Iowa and sort of stuff like that. And he was really cool, respectful, you know, took time to talk to me. And it was, 
you know, the Wolves, it's a great organization. I hope, you know, that we can make something happen this year. Um, but we, you and I kind of talked about, you got to be patient, though, yeah. you know, because this could take, you know, a season or two. It could. You with, know. With Rudy and, and now Towns coming back after the All-Star break here. Um, Ant looks like he took that step, but yes. it'll be interesting to see how Cat fits in. Um, Jaden McDaniels is the best defender in yep. the NBA. I saw a we post, someone post, or I, I think it was NBA Central, was it? Or I don't remember, yeah. but they posted J-Mac, like, yep. basically A-plus in all areas, and I was like, yeah, he's, let's uh, go. He's, he should be Defensive Player of the Year. Mm-hmm. Um, but, no, I mean, Torian Prince is still playing well. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mike Conley and the Rudy Gobert connection is going to be big, I think. Going forward, I think there's uh, a lot of positive things about the Timberwolves. Mm-hmm. I mean, even though they did go into a the all-star break with a bad loss at home. We were at mm-hmm. that game. We were at that game. Um, against the Washington Wizards. They were up by, what, 26? 20 or 26. <sighs> yeah. And they ended up kind of blowing it towards the end there. Mm-hmm. Kind of a disappointing loss. Um, but, it, you know, it was b- right before all-star break. So um, a lot of teams would have rested their players. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. I, get, I have a question for you about where when we go down there and, and you look for content. Is there anything specifically you look for to, like, all, oh, like, this is good. I could do a TikTok of this or, oh, look it up there. I'm going to get a video mm-hmm. of this and get a video of this. And like, I'm going to, or does that kind of happen when you're looking back at what you took videos and pictures of and be like, oh, this video and this picture and this and that, this goes good together. Like, I think this will do, or like, this looks cool or this is good. Um, I would say there's two parts to it. The stuff that I go in there looking for are for sure the dunks because mm-hmm. those have been the best ones, I would say. Yeah. You know, the best one on my TikTok right now is currently that LeBron dunk. Sure. Um, you and I are both profiting off of LeBron. Oh, <laughs> in, a, in a way, you in know, way, you yeah. got your most expensive shout part, my most viewed, <laughs> you know, post. So shout out, yeah. shout out to Braun. But <laughs> no, uh, the dunks, um, I always like getting the players like horsing around. The, when you and I went to the Mavs, the Mavs game against yep. the Wolves earlier this year, and they were all they did was base. They didn't even warm up really. No, there was no warm. There was up. no was warm up. Yep, and you know I know another one was Curry. You know he was uh, Eurostep in the one of Drake's new songs at the time, and like I just kind of find little things that I think would be cool. And like the one that you talked about is I do look around a little bit to see like if there's anything unique to post, mm-hmm. like you know. But that's kind of separate from like what I go in there some of that's a lot of the stuff is like on the spot like oh that's cool let me post that you know mm-hmm. and I I do look around a lot I'm always like trying to find you know the, a super fan or mm-hmm. you know even crunch is always doing some crazy stuff so yeah. I'm always trying to look around for that but I really kind of go in there and I just I, I don't want to say I rely on warm-ups but like warm-ups are my favorite part because mm-hmm. it's really the only time I pay attention because during the game I'm you know, editing or putting up posts and stuff like that. So I don't get to watch much of the game, which is yeah. fine. You know, that comes along with being a part of the media and, sure. you know, basically working while you're there. Yeah. But I do like to look around for unique stuff. Yeah. Um, I'd say the Glue Girl one was pretty unique. That was very spontaneous. Yeah. I wasn't even going to, you know, do the, like, take a video of that. I didn't have a thought of doing it. And then it was like a split second of decision when I saw the guards coming off the court and they were like looked down at the handprint and I was laughing or they were laughing and I was like oh shoot like I should go Let get a take picture a video of, that. of this yeah I get a video <laughs> you know and then that's yeah. where everything started but to answer your question I I kind of just go in there you know the plan is get the warm-ups first because that's where you find you know the, that's where I find the majority of my stuff and then after that it kind of just like takes off from there I mean I don't have a professional camera so like in-game stuff is always hard to post yeah but um 
you know, if if Jay Jets is walking by, or yeah. you know, if A Rod's talking to Rod Carew, I that makes good good videos. Yeah. I, I I at least would like to say so. Plus, another thing I feel like is is um, obviously you know a lot of people don't go to the games. They don't have the opportunities to go to the games and stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, they can watch what's going on on the TV, but a lot of stuff that you show is stuff that you don't see on the TV mm-hmm. or stuff that you're only going to see down mm-hmm. if you're down there, if you're in the tunnel or if you're here, if you're courtside next to this or if, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of people don't get exposure to see that stuff. And that's why I think you kind of have that little, little that little niche in that, like, like a lot of people don't yep. see this stuff, mm-hmm. you know? So like, oh, this is cool. You know, I can, I watched the Timberwolves on the TV, but I didn't see this. Yeah. Know? Cause it- they weren't at the game. Exactly, and I'm very grateful for that because, mm-hmm. like I said, I used to go to the games and put up some Twitter posts for 10K takes, mm-hmm. and then just kind of like, that was it. You know, I'd kind of watch the game. You know, I was excited, and there's nothing wrong with that, but then I, it dawned on me, why don't I take advantage of the opportunity, and now, like I said, I go there. After each after each win, I make sure I dart down to, because now I'm up in the media suite. I used to sit in the corner yeah. down low by the court, but I kind of like the media suite a little bit more roomed up. I like the corner. I'm, you do? I'm, I'm opposed because I like the corner because you see people walking mm-hmm. by and everything. And like, I feel like you feel the energy more down yeah. there. You're kind of, you know, you're kind of isolated when you're up in the, up in the suite. Obviously it is nice to sit up there and get a little work done, mm-hmm. but I'm opposed. I like, I like sitting down maybe, there a little better. Maybe next time I'll do like half, first half up top, you know, mm-hmm. get that, get a lot of editing done, you know, whatever. And then second half go down low. Sure. Um, because after each game, I like to go into the Timberwolves tunnel mm-hmm. and, um, get a video of just the players coming off the court after they win, you know, they dab each other up, you know, whatever. It's just kind of a cool video. I always like to put that on Twitter, you know, Wolves win, just kind of celebration and, you know, I, I think that that's all stuff that you know people don't get to see the. Yeah. You know, it'd be cool maybe next time. It's just I just thought about this is you know stand back there when the wolves run out for warmups. You know, that's cool. different angle on yeah. things. Um, but yeah, you know, I try to do as much as I can. You know, I I also try to enjoy it at some point. You you do want to enjoy being there. Like when LeBron's in town, you want to have your phone out. You know, mm-hmm. whatever. But at the same time, you just want to set the phone down. You just want to look. Him warming up and being and like, watch. you know, I'm in the presence of. I always think of when you see all those clips of Michael Jordan that you'd see mm-hmm. in uh, what was that called? The Last Dance. The Last Dance. Yeah. And you see all those clips and you see all the people in the background and stuff and like they're watching it, you know, whatever. So then I kind of think about, you know, we're watching LeBron's Last Dance right before our eyes in mm-hmm. real life. Yep. So then when we're old heads and they come out with something. <laughs> You know about they him, be. which they, they, are, are. they are. Yep, so. we're gonna be like, who knows? Maybe we'll even be in the background. You know? Right. I know, but I try to do as much as I can. I keep it very, you know, pretty fan friendly. I like mm-hmm. to keep it simple, not too complicated. I try not to to throw too much words on there for on the screen for two reasons. One, because it takes away from the video, and two, because I'm horrible at spelling. Which well, you know, I've it's one I've, of those things. Yeah, it's one of those things. Got to slow down a learn. little bit. You got to learn. Mm-hmm. But. Nah, but it's, I like to, I guess, you know, take take people behind the scenes. Like I said, I almost thought about calling it behind the ropes, like media, but I, I don't know. I, I like the, the Pinelli media, you yeah. know, but um. What's yeah. your favorite part of going down there, do you think? Hmm. I would say. There's a lot of fun, like the whole time, of, when we get down there to the time mm-hmm. we leave, it's all, it, it's jam-packed. It is it's fun. fun. But what's your favorite part, do you think? My favorite part, honestly, is probably talking to everyone, because mm-hmm. we know from since last year, you know, I didn't really know too many people. 
And now, like, we know not everyone, but we at least say what's up to pretty much everyone. And how friendly everyone is yeah. that down there, too. I feel like, in, like, if you were doing media down in L.A., which, I mean, who knows. But I feel like it wouldn't be as friendly, you know. Yeah. Like, if I think up here, you know, a lot of the security guards are cool with us. Mm-hmm. You know, um, we're cool with some of the news people. All the other media people are really nice. And even the ones we don't talk to, they're still very nice. They're, yeah. you know, they, they make sure, you know, I, like, I sit in the post-game press conference room and they have their rotation of the same people that talk for mm-hmm. ask questions yeah. and like the, the guy I always sit next to he's always like asking me if I want to ask a question mm-hmm. and most of the time I don't I'm kind of in there taking notes you know whatever but yeah. you know they're all super cool and I think it's just the people down there is what make it fun um I'd say too also the access like like we were talking about the access being able to go stand close up and just see even people like like Kyle Kuzma, when we saw him last week, mm-hmm. I was like, "Dang, that's Kyle Kuzma!" Like, you I want to ring with I, yeah. LeBron, and he's yeah. he wore the long sweater. Yeah, and the man, that's exactly. Like, he was he was rocking the do rag at the time. Yeah, he was. Porzingis mm-hmm. um, was there. You're yeah, like, oh, dude. Yeah, Chris, yeah, up, exactly. So I I think the access and the people are my two favorite things mm-hmm. because we get that great access. Fortunate, you know, yeah. in a very unique position that. Not a lot of people, yeah, you know, exactly. we get to be in, but mm-hmm. and I think we make the most of it. And I like to at least try to bring people with it, you know. Yeah. So I think that's um, that's what I that's my little tangent about the the Timberwolves going to the games and stuff. And yeah, no, it's a lot of fun. I would say um, one thing that that I think that we got to start doing a little bit more is we got to uh, eat a little bit because then. <laughs> The medium meals, they, they don't come cheap, but hey, no, it's fine. No, I need to pack. I did pack one time. I packed a meal before, mm-hmm. and, um, you know, but it's it's a lot when you have your laptop in your backpack, potentially a camera, which we don't really bring as much, but yeah. potentially a camera. You got, you know, the tripods, the microphones, yeah. you know, and it's hard to, you know, I had my food spill the other day in mm. the backpack. Luckily, That's nothing tough. was in it other than, like, my cords, charging cords. Yep. But, yeah, we do need to eat before. That's the only downside is you're you're hungry. And, right. you know, the post-game pizza, it's all right. You know, a couple pieces here and there. But after every game, post-game pizza, it's like, ooh. You know, that's uh, – yeah. it, it gets old in a, in a, a little bit, you know. But I'm yeah. glad they feed us because, you know, they don't certainly don't have to. No, no, but, no. Um, What's the uh, – describe the feeling of leaving a game. After a really good, you know, game where, you know, the Timberwolves won or mm-hmm. like something big, like describe a feeling, um, like are you exhausted after, are you energized, are you kind of tired, are you, like what are you feeling Physically? leaving the game, like how do, how do you, how do you leave the, the stadium feeling? I'd say, I think you can relate to this, I think physically you're tired, Yeah. but mentally you're still, you're still like going because mm-hmm. from the moment you walk in you know you got the wolves dj who does a really good job he's yeah. going like i've yeah. i i should early it'd too. be cool to interview him because yeah. he he goes like he you see him bouncing around like yeah. he's he's going in man mm-hmm. and he starts early he starts about an hour and a half before the game starts yeah. So he's going he's going in and like you're there's the lights. The only thing that does suck too is the lights do give me a headache a little bit. I do struggle with, with lighting um a little bit, but it is what it is. Uh but I'd say you're physically tired because you're walking around, you're going up and down stairs, you go into the back grabbing water, food, whatever. Yeah. And then, you know, you're also the editing part is what's crazy because mm-hmm. you know, I have one earbud in usually and then I'm trying to airdrop stuff to my laptop to edit and then airdrop it back to my phone and then upload it, hashtags, and then, you know, something happens, you know, out on the court, you kind of have to have the phone ready yep. at any time because, yeah. as we know, there's just, 
anything lot can happen. Anything can happen. Yeah. So um, you're you're going at a hundred and ten miles per hour, and then mm-hmm. you know when you do finally get home, you shower, you take off your clothes, and you're just like, yeah, that was a good night though. It was fun. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's a, it's it's physically it is a physically exhausting job, and we don't do it every day. Like I don't go to every single game. Like no. there's the game this Friday. I'm still on the fence on if I want to go because we also commute about an hour at least to the game. Yeah. So that's also a yeah, task in and out of itself. Yeah. So I I'd, I'd say, you know, it's definitely very um physically demanding sometimes and we don't do it. I couldn't imagine like doing it every game. I'm sure you get used to it and it's fun, you know, but it it is it's a lot, but yeah. you know, it's hopefully training. It basically is training us for if, you know, you and I do go down that road, you know, because I know you had mentioned you kind of want to work for a sports team and everything mm-hmm. like that. And get in the sports industry. Yeah, somehow. get in the sports industry, which is not a bad industry to get into, obviously. And, you know, so I think that it's kind of preparing us for what we uh, what we might be doing in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, but speaking of the future, you know, we had talked, uh, talked about a little bit more or talked about it a little earlier, the... Um, the uh, Colin in the booth. Yeah, you know we're like we're now. we're partnering up and doing a little bit. The, little bit yeah, uh, I wouldn't say we're 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 not diving into it. Um, myself, I'm not diving into it. I'm just kind of testing the waters a little bit, kind of seeing what I can do. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, I realize that I need more practice with yeah. reading. Um, Same and and speaking while reading is the mm-hmm. thing. I can read something on you know, textbook or whatever, but mm-hmm. when you're, when you're speaking, like what you're seeing is yeah. very tough. And that's why I'm glad that we get good experience with Johnny Benny media doing it, reading yep. off the teleprompters, reading the campus news. Mm-hmm. Um, but I still need a lot of practice with it, I think. Um, or I know, I, I know I need a lot of practice with it. And I, I think it'll be fun. It'll be good. It's just kind of one of those things where it's like, I just want to see how far I can go with it. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I don't, I don't know. Like, yeah, you know, get a little bit of money out of it, do whatever. But I just kind of want to see how far I can go with it because I, I've been told a lot that I have a good voice. You know, I've I've been told by people just like last couple of weeks ago, I was getting my hair cut and the lady cutting the hair next to my my chair or whatever goes, oh, like you have a great voice. Like you should you should do radio and stuff like that. You know, and I've heard people say I've had a, I have a nice voice. Mm-hmm. So. Um, kind of, kind of want to bless some people's ears with yeah. it. I guess you know, <laughs> yep. bless some ears and put it on a t-shirt. Hopefully, hopefully, don't make them bleed. You know. Yeah. No, you know, I think that's a great thing be, to do. We might, we might be making them bleed a little yeah. bit right now, but or making them lose some brain cells. But hey, I don't know. you know, everything, everything's a process. You know, like you said before, you if I don't remember what the exact saying was, but like if you don't start it, then you're still mm-hmm. at the same place you were before. Exactly. So, yeah. And if you do start like it, you know, and like everything else, you know, like no offense, mm-hmm. but the, uh, the fitness, the stuff fitness was, stuff was, was wild, man. It was rough. It was rough. It was rough. I mean, yeah, it, it was like the stuff I was doing, I thought was informational, but it's just yeah. how like setting the phone on a medicine ball and like, <laughs> no, nah, that's not how to but do it. But you know it. a lot more now yeah. than you did before. Exactly. Because you got over the hump of just kind of starting mm-hmm. it and just kind of like pushing through mm-hmm. it and just like taking it day by day, but also just just learning from what you've done and your mm-hmm. mistakes and kind of kind of um guiding yourself through that which is which is huge and which I look I look forward to doing obviously it's a little tough with um getting down into the booth just because yep. I'm so busy 
um, working quite a bit with school and trying to lift and trying to, you know, projects, this and that and mm-hmm. everything else. I've got a lot, lot going on and it it is really tough to get down there. And then, you know, you get down there and I spend an hour in the booth and I'm, I might've got one thing done yeah. and like the rest of them, I'm like, you're not sure. I'm about like, it. I'm like, I didn't like that one. Didn't like that one. Like that one wasn't good enough. Um, here's this one. I think this one's good enough to get out, but like I I can get one done in an hour mm-hmm. like that. That takes quite a bit mm-hmm. for me to do. And then, you know, it's also a lot of energy to to be sitting in that booth and mm-hmm. talking and, like, messing with your voices, your, yep. your pitch and everything else. And, and should I do this? Should I do that? And then you're clicking the record and this and that. And you're just – it's a lot of work to do, mm-hmm. but it's fun. And um, it's just – like we said, it's one of those things that it will come with experience. So yep. I'm looking forward to uh, to keep going with it. And hopefully I can get in the booth again here yeah. this week maybe. And maybe. Drop a couple things. If anybody – if any of your listeners – Yeah, or if, if anyone any needs your, a uh, voiceover if person. If any of your um, – TikTok viewers or mm-hmm. anybody needs a, a little radio ad or something or some voiceovering, you know, I'm I'm the guy to do it, hopefully. So mm-hmm. hopefully I, they like my voice and find it soothing rather yeah. than, rather than uh, <laughs> making, them, making them bleed, like I said. Yeah. Nah, you know, like you, like you had kind of said when we started it, you have a natural gift that you yeah. may, as, may as well use it, you know, and um, it's something that, you you know, you learn as you go. Same thing with all this, and you know, like we have probably one of the most jank podcasts set up right now, and I'd say well, all sports podcasting. plus plus podcast might yeah. have uh, take the cake on that mm-hmm. one. I think that's this true. Might be, this might be second. This one, this one's a little better, but a little better. Yeah, it's um something you learn learn as you go, and that's kind of what we're doing, and that's mm-hmm. the nature of things. And yeah. you know, hopefully, we're taking it taking it going to take it to the next level. I'm hoping next episode I take this to the next level. I'm hoping the to, I've got a couple of guests in mind, still haven't confirmed anything, but, um, you know, I'm, I'm hoping to get a better setup and, you know, yeah. we're, we're, we're making our strides. Yeah. So, but, you know, I'd say, you know, there's tons more that we could cover and I'd say we save it for another episode because yeah, we are running out a little bit of time. You know, you, you made the, uh, made the cookies too. So I, I kind of want to, I kind of want to have one of them because I'm hungry. <laughs> you got some brownies on your mind? Yeah, brow- or brownies, yeah, whatever ones. Yeah, it's a little tough Either to or. focus when you got the brownies yep. on your mind. Mm-hmm. You know? Yep, yeah. got to run a couple errands and all that good stuff. But I'd say yeah, we covered most of the stuff I wanted to talk about, and there's definitely, cool. definitely, definitely more that we can talk about in future episode. But um, well, hopefully I'll be on again. Oh, no, know. 110% you'll be on again. And, you know, by that time, you know, calling call in the booth, your, your voice will be well known by projected all over Minnesota radio. No, who knows? I'm hoping. Hopefully, who knows? hopefully we can uh, use the connections we yep. got and that we set up and, and everything else. I'm excited though. I'm excited mm-hmm. for the future and you know we've been busy, but the work doesn't stop. So no, horses just, don't stop. They keep going. They keep going. Let's keep these yep. horses going and you know, powder the old, the old whatever and <laughs> Joey Diaz style. Diaz style. Let's get yep, going. Let's, let's get on it. Let's, let's get on let's it. Let's get to work. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Well, Colin, thank you very much for coming on. Yeah, of course. Thanks um, for having me on. If you guys want to follow Colin uh, on TikTok, it's at Colin in the booth. I'll throw it in the bio of the of the podcast. And your card account is at CJK Cards. Underscore CJK 23. Yeah, underscore 23. If you look mm-hmm. it up, he's got 10,000, 12,000 followers, one of the two. Yeah. He'll, you'll be the first person to pop up. I'll throw it in the, like I said, I'll throw it in the bio. Mm-hmm. But go give him a follow. And... Uh, Horses don't stop. They keep going. Thanks for tapping in. Pinelli Podcast, Episode 2. That's a wrap. Horses don't stop. They keep going. Yeah. You can lose your life, but it's going to keep going.
rich life when it's gonna keep going yeah. When you die, somebody else was born But at least we got to say we Brothers who did 